Legal Monday. Know your right. It is Legal Mondays and uh, knowing your right is so important. Joining us this evening, uh, Ntabiseng Dubazana, attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. And today we are focusing on um, hijacked buildings. Who is liable in this scenario? Who is at fault? What does this mean for general South Africans? How did we get to this point where... You know, there are some privately owned business that just have been abandoned. But why would someone abandon such real estate? Because we're talking serious money here. I mean, just one building, one full building, I'm sure it costs millions. And um, as I was driving uh, to work this evening, I just heard in the news that uh, there's going to be some serious amounts of money in, in the region. I think it was, they said about 28 million or so, um, plus or minus, that's going to be allocated to demolish the very abandoned buildings that really is quite a something else but anyway Ndabi Seng is online to join us and um, if you would like to join the conversation 0614104107 is our line of of communication you can leave us your voice note or otherwise give us a call on 0860002032 Ndabi Seng good evening and welcome to the viewpoint good evening thank you so much for having me so here we are hijacked buildings who is liable mm. in this scenario? Well, it would be the person in whom the building, uh, in fact, maybe let's ask who is liable in sense of the people who get injured or who is liable in the sense of the person who owns the building. So I think those would be the two different scenarios that we would deal with. So in the instance that we are seeing lately, um, wherein uh, hijacked buildings are either getting burned and people are getting injured as a result, then what where we look at is the person who whom is the landlord or the owner of that specific building. They are the ones that will then be looked at in terms of liability in that situation because they would have failed to uh, take proper legal action against the people who are occupying the premises. And we can assume that the people occupying the premises are illegal occupants of the premises and they should have taken action at that time. So that's where we would start. Mm. So just to... I think maybe just give some context to our conversation. The city of Johannesburg, which has come under fire for failing to address hijacked buildings where occupants frequently live in substandard conditions, wants to file a lawsuit mm. to explain the necessity that evicted inhabitants uh, find other housing. So this comes after the number of people killed in the fire that destroyed a five-story building at 80 Albert Street in Johannesburg's Central Business District. That was last uh, last week, and uh, the number reached 77. And according to a report in the Sunday Times, the city has identified 188 hijacked buildings in the city centre. The Johannesburg Property Owners and Managers Association has compiled a list of 57 properties that have been hijacked where residents are charged between 600 rand and 1,200 rand a week by their landlords this is quite a this is cash this is serious serious cash so just to find out from from where you are from a legal perspective we know that the rules of 
tenancy and if you are a landlord and you're a tenant. So let's say I'm the landlord and I have a tenant. If I mm. want to evict my tenant, I am liable to find alternative arrangement for accommodation for my tenant. That is maybe if we are in friction or in disagreement of sorts. How then, mm. how then do we navigate through this problem of hijacked buildings? Because now we are going back to, let's look for the landlords. Let's look for the building owners. And once you find the building owners, if it is me, I'll tell you, if I'm a building, uh, an owner of a building and I am known to be the owner, remember, I need to be liable for the tenants. And maybe my building mm. has been hijacked by somebody else. How do we navigate through this? So in terms of the PI Act, the Prevention of Illegal Eviction Act, it gives the landlord or the owner of the premises powers to evict a person from their premises. <clears throat> I beg your pardon, from their premises. Yo, sorry, Hanyan. <clears throat> I apologize. My voice is disappearing. I'm sorry for that. It's nature. It's so, okay. Um, so now um, that, that act uh, gives the landlord or the owner of the property the right to evict a person who now is labeled as an illegal occupier of the premises. Now, what you need to be cognizant of as a landlord or owner of the property is that at the moment that you terminate a lease, if you are a landlord or you have notified a person that you intend to evict them, the clock starts ticking. So the clock starts ticking in the sense that you have six months in which you should actually start the legal process of evicting the person in terms of section four, six, subsection four, subsection six of the PI Act, wherein um, if the illegal occupier has been in the premises for less than six months when the proceedings were initiated. So it doesn't matter if this person has been residing in this place for the past 30 years, but if from the moment when you notified them, it's been less than six months, the court takes that into consideration when they're weighing it up against whether it's in the interest of justice or whether um, it is um, justifiable to kick out the people that are residing in the premises. Um, we're looking at other relevant circumstances such as the needs of the elderly people who are there, the children, disabled persons, and households headed by women. So if you are able to act within those six months, please do it because at that stage, there is no legal obligation on you as the landlord or the owner of the premises to find alternative accommodation for the people who are occupying the premises. However, if you end up doing this after the period of six months, it's not only you who has that legal obligation, the municipality in which the premises or the house or the commercial property, whatever it is, where in the the illegal occupants are, are residing, they now have to prove to the court that they've attempted to now find alternative accommodation for the, the illegal occupiers of the property. We're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we continue with our conversation. I have Antabiseng Dubazana from Attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. And we are talking about, you know, hijacked buildings. And we are looking at 188 buildings that have been hijacked and trying to find uh, owners of the buildings. Well, it could be a daunting task, but it can be done. I'm sure it can be done. The deeds office should know who's who in the zoo. I would like to believe that is if 
power system is uh, still intact. But let's take a small break. We'll be back. Yes, and I'm speaking to Untabiseng Dubazana, attorney at Dubazana Attorneys, talking about hijacked buildings. So here is City of Johannesburg manager Floyd Brink told the Sunday Times an open quote. These are his words. In a built-up area like this, where do you start? Brink told the publication, uh, close quote, open another quote. We have tried several options to solve the problem of hijacked buildings, but we always get stuck in the legislation, close quote. So basically, the law supports, you know, the person that hijacks more than the landowner or the building owner. In this instance, what then? Or maybe do you think going forward they may just rethink adjusting their legislation? I think there is <clears throat> there is a need to relook at the Pi Act. Yes, in terms of the constitution, one should not be removed from their place of residence and they, they, they should be protected from their place of residence being demolished. We agree with that fully. But when we look at on the other foot, which is the foot of either the owner or the landlord in this in this scenario, is that we are now faced with the burden where we have to look at <clears throat> a household that is headed by women. You always the court is going to look at that first, and they're going to look at whether there's elderly people that are within the 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 occupants of the property they're going to look at whether there's children there they're going to look at whether there's disability uh, disabled people that are residing in that property and most of the time you will find one of these four scenarios existing in in, in evictions and the court is usually reluctant in granting eviction orders if these situations exist. Unless, of course, we can prove that the municipality has another place wherein the occupiers can then be uh, moved to and they'll be secure in that situation. That, for me, I feel like it places a higher burden of, of proof on the person whom in this situation is suffering the most. Because if I am the landlord or the owner of the property, if it gets damaged, while I am busy dealing with court cases and these people are still living in my property, I have to deal with the damages of that. For example, the fires that have happened the city of Joburg is now liable for everything that has happened as a result. So I feel like the law has to relook in terms of balancing the equations uh, and looking at Section 36 of the Constitution in dealing with the Pi Act, wherein one's right can be trumped if it's in the interest of justice. And it can't be just a one-sided situation wherein we only look at the occupants and we ignore the owner of the property. Mm. Also, you know, uh, another statement that was made by mm. uh, Floyd Brink, he says that people must understand the context we have seen stats that an average of more than 3,000 people relocate to Johannesburg's inner city from other parts of the country and basically that puts a strain and then they have seen that alternative accommodation has been supplied haphazardly uh, the relocation has been has been done haphazardly so let's say in the case of deceased property then what? Mm. In that situation, the person who holds the letters of the, uh, of executorship of the deceased estate holds the right to start the process of eviction. Or if the property gets sold 
in and whilst the estate is still being wound up then the owner the new owner of that property will be in the position to um start the process of eviction as such unfortunately the same standard of proof still applies the same one that we are trying to you know that the, the, the owners are now being dealt with and which we hope at some stage will be re-looked at but unfortunately that's what's going to happen mm. now I, I earlier on I did mention that uh, I, I could be slightly wrong with the amounts but I think I heard right that um, there, there is a proposition that um, funds should be allocated in demolishing dilapidated um, hijacked buildings in, in, in Johannesburg. And we are talking about, uh, you know, amounts around about 28 million. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. is there no way maybe where they, you know, just send the red ants, whatever they call them, uh, clear out these buildings, rehabilitate and use them as proper uh, alternative accommodation? Rather than demolishing to the ground. I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's just. It's just a view. Mm, mm, you know what? Unfortunately, the red ends uh, basically more or less actually um, almost equivalent to a sheriff that is now being granted permission by the court to remove the occupants um, from the building. So they need permission from a court to go in there in order to remove them. They, 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 don't, they don't just, uh, you know, wake up one day and go there and do what needs to be done because that will be seen as illegal and over and above that it is unconstitutional because you're going to be barging into a building whether or not that building has mikuku and other things that are built within it and you're dealing with families that are living in there you're dealing with children you're dealing with women disabled people unemployed people where are you going to place them all if there is no other alternative accommodation that is found for them? So now, in this situation, if you are able to approach a court and get a demolition order and show cause to the court and say that this building is not suitable to be a, a habitual um, building where, been, where in persons can reside, and you show the court the dangers that are that lie with people residing in these properties, the court is not going to be reluctant to give you a demolition order. It will grant you that. And then within two weeks or so, you will notify the occupiers of the building that on this day, we're going to be demolishing. Whether you will find alternative accommodation or not, that is no longer our problem because we're not dealing with an eviction in this situation. We are dealing with a safety and a hazard hazard avoiding situation this sounds like a very long process by the time you do get what you need to evict people chances are a disaster would have happened because some of those buildings are just when you just look at it as you drive by you can tell that they are not suitable for 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 anyone to to, to habitate in them they just don't mm. look right. They don't look right. It's unfortunate that, you know, we've come to, you know, to this point. Um, we just run out of time. Ntabiseng Dubazana, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights. And I'm sure a lot of people uh, would like to get more information. Where can, where can we find you if somebody wants to engage further or just find more inf- information, basically? They can send an email to info at dubazanaattorneys.co.za. Otherwise, they can call our landline on 087-265-8010 and send a WhatsApp on 079-654-7523. Thank you so much and have yourself a pleasant evening.
Thank you. Same to you. Ntabiseng Dubazana, attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. And um, that brings uh, the viewpoint to... Uh, you know, where we leave space for Oliver, who's coming up uh, next with a night talk. And uh, thanks. Um, oh, it's Zai taking over. Uh, well, he'll be she'll be standing in for Oliver.